All right, everyone, welcome back to the Meta Podcast, episode three. So I'm your host, Chad Meyer, and I just want to first off thank everyone for uh, the support the last two episodes. Uh, It's shown some great uh, growth on iTunes. Thank you, everyone, for dropping the five stars and leaving a comment. We got eight positive ratings already, so thank you so much for all the support. I am really excited. I have a really eccentric personality uh, guest tonight, uh, someone uh, very dear to me, um, someone who I found myself getting extremely close to, um, just happened to stumble uh, over each other, uh, playing some Counter-Strike, uh, just a dear friend of mine who's always supported me through all my broadcasting, through streaming, um, and not to mention a hell of a talented gamer. So I'm very excited uh, to introduce Sam tonight on the Meta Podcast. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, eSport uh, aspect of Rocket League. Uh, we're going to talk about Sam's life a little bit and his upbringing, some of the challenges that he's come and why he has fallen in love with eSports and gaming. And I'm going to be very honest with you, this podcast could easily get off track and uh, find itself down some uh, fun avenues. So Welcome, Sam. Welcome to the Meta Podcast. And uh, please just kind of uh, get us a jump start on, you know, where did you, where were you born and raised? What's some of your upbringings? Let's get the listeners to know Sam a little bit. All right. Hello, hello, hello. So uh, my name is Sam. I'm 21, <clears throat> surprisingly. And I was born and raised in New Hampshire, uh, mainly around uh, Concord, which is the capital. And then the rest of my life in a little town in the middle of nowhere called Hillsboro. Um, growing up as a kid, I wasn't really much hooked on to the idea of hanging out with people and being friends. I just, you know, kind of go to school, do your thing, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. Um, until when I was uh, really little, about five or six, uh, my stepfather on this old, the original old Xbox One. They're going classic. Uh, classic. <laughs> We're going way back. Um, and he had bought the Simpsons Hidden Run. Or, I'm sorry, he rented it from Blockbuster. Ooh, get um, your Blockbuster was, cards out, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that automatically tells you, like, if you have one, you're getting closer to AARP. It's just, like, <laughs> creeping up. But, so, um, and he was, like, he was, like, super really stuck on some level or whatever. So, yeah. he was, like, here you try it this is you know this is what everybody in the society play it and it took both of my hands to go around the entire controller like barely like i was stretching um and arthritis at the age of five (laughs) yeah yeah again nice and nice and slow real quick but about two hours later he comes back and apparently i did all but like three chapters of the entire fucking game like i basically just speed run um speedrun mode and just went right through it so at that point he was like you know maybe you know i don't know if he's just really like lucky or something but maybe he likes games so just kept buying different games uh when i was growing up my favorite by far that set apart everything was the original left for dead not the left for dead 2 shit but bill francis lewis and zoe in the original that shit. I really. However, however many times we rented that game, I shit you not. It got to the point where we just ended up buying it because it was cheaper than going down the street over and over it a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I don't know why, but it was just 
it was just some game that I could play by myself. I could play with friends, you know, the few that I did have, mm-hmm. and just I could do my own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for some off reason, you know, for the few people who did play Left 4 Dead, Francis knows. Francis is kind of like this biker dude. He's a bit of an asshole and he's stupid. So me and my buddy um, Elijah, who, fun fact, he's a monk now. He monk, we fucking nice. yeah yeah long story, but he fucking. He was so pissed that he got Francis like out of the random pick. He started singing with a lisp. Like so this Francis out here. Yo, Francis, he's gonna suck this is, shit. This is so, what I said, folks. Eccentric. So <laughs> Francis the drug dealer. Um and every time we got him, no matter oh, what, man. we would shoot him. So he couldn't be alive in the story. So it'd be a three man story mode instead oh, of four. Man. Just because we couldn't stand this fella. They always stood out to me, and it just kind of... That's funny. <laughs> for some offers, and it just always stuck. But, you know, I grew up playing video games a lot. I did some... I've played basketball and baseball for quite a bit. Sure. Um, then sixth grade, middle sixth grade, was when we moved from near Concord to Hillsborough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a rough time to do it, but not too bad, because, you know, people went to elementary school together. You know, they had five years with each other, so me being a fresh face you know it's a little different yeah. for them but not as bad as like high school so did you, but did you find it hard uh making friends when you made that switch at that age oh god yeah yeah because yeah. i was so like conditioned to you know see certain people act a certain way be around a certain environment like this was honestly it was a step down um in regards sure. to like education purposes gotcha. but i mean it was it was better going from a school of the size is the one I did versus the one mm. I graduated from. You know, our graduating class at 120 people, mm. and the whole school had less than 400 kids. So it's really oh, wow. fucking small, really yeah. small. Yeah. So division three, <laughs> and we still <laughs> suck. <laughs> but, um, what was the biggest difference between uh, friends when you made that transition, like going from group A to group B? What was the hardest part of that transition for you? Um, probably just finding the similarities in which I had, so like same interests, same hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to go outside that for this reason, that reason, you know, running through the river or just sitting inside for eight hours playing rock band or guitar hero and just yeah. hanging out playing video games. So, um, and everyone already had their own little groups, like being out in the middle of nowhere, you, you know, everybody really quickly, mm-hmm. it's a small town. Yeah. So you know, everyone had their own designation. I eventually found my little group of people, but God, it took a long time to find. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, graduated high school in 2017 and went to God, college. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still crazy to think it was three years ago, but right. um, in 2017, when I was in college in that October, I ended up um, figuring out I had Lyme disease, mm-hmm. uh, which really fucking sucked. And then, but do. even. Even more, I had a rare condition that, um, so I, I hope I don't butcher this, but it's a bundle branch blockage, meaning like some of your arteries pretty much clogged up and not supposed yeah. to move or anything. Mm-hmm. So um, they rushed me to the hospital, all that fun jazz, check my vitals, just yada yada. Um, plot was I survived, and <laughs> it was close, sort of, I guess. It was You're here. I had a 37 heart rate. That's not too good unless you're a mega athlete, and yeah. I'm not. So <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I mean, I can out eat you almost any day. Maybe I don't know. You're an esport athlete. Don't cut yourself short now. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. 
So, but um, yeah. So the big, I mean, in high school, the biggest game I was so attached to, since we're talking about games, was uh, Rocket League, which is you know, kind of it's always been my go-to. I don't know why. I mean, I with me liking sports and liking fast-paced action sort of stuff. This really appealed to me. And the weird thing is, I never liked soccer, but I really enjoyed hockey. So it kind of, you know, close enough. I see the relation, though. The the angles of a ball and a puck off of walls and those certain aspects of the game. I could could see a big translation between the two. Yeah, Yeah, same mission. You know, they're both trying to do the same thing. And um, I ended up just getting super good at it because I ended up just... I stopped doing all my other extracurricular stuff because i've started to care less and i just put more and more time in rocket league which sure. eventually you know after a couple of years it eventually started to pay out getting the top rank of uh, grand champion which is very nice the best of the best i mean so uh i could go on and on about that but so yeah <laughs> i got that back in season nine um we're in season 14 right now each season is about three months on average but because yeah. of covid they've extended this current one so it's like 14 oh. and a half but um so why do you think they why do you think they expanded because of covid why can't they just start a new season during covid oh because back into that absolutely i mean with everybody being stuck at home more and more people are going to be wanting to play you know rocket league because they're at home they got nothing to do so give more people uh a chance to hit these higher ranks which are harder to hit um you know it gets more people getting better and better but um on another sense too, which I like, it also gives more people with that passion hit Grand Champ. Grand Champion has been a relatively low rank for quite some time. When I first hit it back mm-hmm. in uh, season nine, which I think was like December twenty eighteen, January twenty nineteen ish, being Grand Champ was like being in the top zero point three four percent of people, which. The amount of players oh. at the time and whatnot, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, out, yeah. And now, as of season 13, that grand champ distribution has changed to about 0.74%, which it's still a low number, but it's you know double the people in yeah. a couple seasons. So um season 15, when the new one comes around, which a lot of people are looking forward to, is really it's their largest update ever because A. It goes from a twenty dollar game to free to play. Free to play, which huge. is absolutely huge. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a very risky move, especially considering the revenue they got from selling the game. Um, but thankfully, they have their other ties, and so going free to play yeah. gave them more it's accessibility. Awesome. They, um, I would say, more revenue in regards to DLC items because they about year year and a half ago they made an agreement with all of the major esports teams to have their designs embedded into the game as decals so for csgo fans gun customizations all your yeah. decals and skins it's the same thing for rocket league you can have your car take, look a take my money <laughs> yeah you know you can have a boost you can have wheels uh hats you know oh, wow. fucking incur- you can look like an ice cream truck or batman if you wanted it's very flexible nice. but you can buy skins like you can get a Cloud Nine wheel set, which are pretty cool. You can get nice. a G two esports car decal, but they have that coming in too. Um, they originally were running crates back in like 2016 till about the beginning of 2019 because 
um, during the transition of having the game being owned from Psionics to Psionics selling out to mm -hmm. Epic Games. So Fortnite parent company running so our game now. Who are they, some of the top tier organizations right now when it comes to the Rocket League esports uh, scene? Like who's who would you say is like roughly like top four consistently? Oh, geez. So, I mean, right now with the brand new season as um, things have transitioned from going to an easy bracket to, to watch in the season compared to now having three different splits, then hosting basically three majors with okay. an international championship at the end of the year. They're doing like a calendar year thing, thank God. Um, different teams emerge at different times. G2 has always been on top. Solid. Um, and, and NA, they've always been a top three team. They've had their downs, their ups and downs, technically. They're the season nine NA world champs. Did you say G2 no. NA? Yeah, G2 is in is NA. NA for Rocket League. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of their few NA teams. Yeah. Um, Cloud9 was a big name for about two and a half years, but a couple months ago, and maybe a month or two ago, they withdrew from the scene really? as an organization. Yeah. Well, the team that they were paying had failed to qualify for the postseason, I think two or three seasons in a row, mm -hmm. and they were just slacking. Um, they did win sure. a world, uh, world championship in their time back in season six. Yeah, I thought um, I'd heard of that. Yeah, and that was an that was a very emotional one too because one, it was held in Las Vegas, so it's in the U.S. Yep. And two, the team that they've played in the finals, which I think was Team Dignitas at the time, had the roster that had won two uh, world championships in a row. So they shut down gotcha. the dynasty there. Um, uh, what was that? Violent Panda, who has two world championships under his belt. These are all EU players. Uh, K Dop. Sure. Who has three under his belt and Turbo Pulsa, who's the four time with four world championships. And he's very important to this story gotcha. because of NRG. NRG right now is, I would say, the best team in NA. Besides, I mean, with G2 in contention, I would say it could go either way. But sure. if you do like a best of seven between G2 and NRG, it's going to go to game seven overtime without a doubt. Gotcha. NRG right now has a team of Squishy Muffins, who is one of the top content creators. He played for Cloud9 for its entirety. And then um, when Cloud9 withdrew, he got signed on to NRG. Gotcha. And he replaced Turbo Pulsa, that four-time world champion, who oh, came wow. overseas to play for NA. Because he wow. played on EU for the first seven seasons. Hmm. Then season eight, he comes over to NA, wins a championship, and then he's gone. Gotcha. <laughs> kind of crazy i'm out but, uh, yeah for real it was a drive-by basically <laughs> but um no pun intended yeah uh but for season nine too they had uh justin who is he's I, he's not younger anymore he just turned 18 but he's been one of the greatest stars watching from rookie season till now um and then garage and garage is one of the ogs of the scene because he's been around since season one he has made it to every like world playoffs wow. every season one through eight nine and could never win the finals oh. they made it in, they made it in season five against dignitas sure. um which is known for having the world famous goal heard around the world which for anyone who doesn't know if you want to know what rocket league is type in <laughs> Uh, RLCS in letters, 
um, NRG in letters, and then you'll see something about Justin or goal coming up. It was game seven of the world finals. Clock hits zero. When the clock hits zero in Rocket League, the game ends either when the ball hits the ground or a goal is scored. Gotcha. NRG's down by one. Oh boy. They keep the ball in the air for like five seconds and get an across the map pass. And Justin in his rookie year scored. It was zero seconds left. Place went crazy. Place went crazy. Now, sad story was uh, with energy being there, they lost 20 seconds into overtime. Oh, no. (laughs) But the goal was absolutely insane. Epic moment for the sport. Yeah. So that was as close as Garrett got. And then this last season in game seven overtime, Garrett G um, and Energy won the world championship, which was huge. It was Energy's first ever title. Garrett G got it after eight or nine attempts. You know, um, it was just, it was something that they worked so damn hard sure. for. Absolutely. Put the work in. Uh, yeah. So, in my opinion, there. The EU scene is, in my opinion, a little quiet. I mean, Renault Vitality and Dignitas are the big names, even though. Oh. Yeah. So why is it um, quiet in EU? I mean, the soccer-based game, obviously, yeah. not. I mean, well, it's, the mechanics it's of a, soccer to some degree. You would think that would be huge. It normally is, but unfortunately, right now it's a bit of the same top five, top eight teams. So it's just repetition at this point. And you know, Rocket League is trying to enhance things by pushing you know weekly tournaments to get like grid points, which qualify you for later events. Gotcha. So you're trying Makes to get sense. like weekly events, which I think is great for the players because the prize pool cap went from a million dollars to regular seasons to four million this year with this new format they're doing. Gotcha. And they can win like ten thousand dollars a week, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But they run these weekly tournaments. And all these different teams, or the top teams that they invite can play in them, so it gives them points to qualify later. And in each of these three regionals that they have, it's a completely open tournament, so anybody can compete. Oh, There's wow. opportunity is, to people that maybe don't have the funding and the name behind. Yeah, and that's what's so cool about Rocket League, in my opinion, is that you've never needed to, you know, be signed to something exclusive. It's not invite-only. Every season, they have this open tournament. Sure. As many teams can enter as they want. And you play until it gets down to the top 32, then 16 teams in it's the 18s or whatever. Creates opportunity. So, yeah, so everyone has a chance. You don't need to know anybody. It's so, it's so nice. That's where we've seen these random teams come out of nowhere. So what you do you know? enjoy most about Rocket League? Like, what's that under-the-table point of Rocket League that you enjoy so much? Obviously, it's not the graphics. It's not the most graphical game you'll ever play in the world. Even right. though it's not bad graphics, but I'm saying, what aspect is it that you enjoy the most? I think for me, it's been one of the few bonds that me and one of my one of my closest friends have. Um, Dakwe, you know him. Yep, absolutely. We, um, we have played Love this Dakwe. game. We played this game since March 1st, 2016, which was when I bought it. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Dak is a diamond three at heart, as he says, which, you know, to be fair, to be fair, diamond three is not a bad rank. Sure. So little quick blurb. Goran champ is the best. And then you have going down champ three, champ two, champ one, diamond three, and then all the diamonds, plat, gold, silver, bronze, iron. Gotcha. Very basic, just like any other game almost. But, um him and I have played the game for so long and I got really far ahead. You know, he kind of stayed at like diamond three roughly um, when I was at grand champ. So this last season, 
when <laughs> so okay never mind so what I, we, we we agreed this season we were going to get into grand champ we were sure. going to put everything inside we were going to fucking do it and i was streaming this other game and i was doing this map i had never passed you know it was 500 attempts never passed he's like if you pass it on this run we're going to do grand champ this week and out of some miraculous fucking reason, a leprechaun just kind of <laughs> shut me up with some luck and said, hey, go, nice. bud, pass that. So he's like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Um, and within that week, we got him from Diamond 3 up all the way to the top rank within, awesome. I think we did it within like four, three or four days. But we pushed that so quick. Mm-hmm. But my point behind that, too, is that you don't have to be the best at the game to have a good time or just to be good at all like just having the chemistry playing with uh, the same person for so long not only is it giving us a reason to just kind of sit back relax and hang out mm-hmm. and play but like we get so fucking good playing together because being it's on just, the same page and having that chemistry with someone that you enjoy being around and, and playing with has to be kind of a special combination we both have a typewriter out and we're both on the same letter in the book <laughs> <laughs> that's how close it is and it just it creates such a good bond sure so when you were uh, battling Lyme disease, uh, that, was, that was a tough part in your life, and rightfully so, health-wise and, and some other things going on in your life. What did gaming mean to you uh, during some of those tough times? When I was um, initially dealing with my Lyme disease, it physically, for people who don't know, it will physically weigh you down so you can't get out of bed, is what it feels like. Like you're awake, your eyes are open, you can sense everything going on, but your just body can't knack oh, itself. Yeah, it just it can't get itself done. Get up. So when whether it was me not being able to go out and hang out with people and meet people in college as a freshman, you know, missing activities, missing classes, you know, I was in such a rough spot, I didn't know what to do, where to go, who to talk to. Mm-hmm. Without being a burden. And so I turned to my little old laptop that I had with like some horrendous shit in there we could barely run rocket league at 60 frames a second so i was a console player basically mm-hmm. but um it just it gave me an outlet and a reminder that no matter what's going on here you know in my room with the people i know near me when i come on to here onto my computer now it's an entirely different face you know mm-hmm. the people that I have to deal with in the real world that who may or may not know me is going to have a different view from the people who I really spend good time with, like Absolutely. you and mm-hmm. Jack and Dagley all these guys. And all guys. Yep. Yeah, this is a different relationship. And my apologies, lots of technical difficulties on my side. So thank God for editing software because we put that right out. So next topic, Sam, I really wanted to talk about esports as a whole and how Players are treated within the esports world. So most recently today, breaking news, COD is going from a 5v5 to a 4v4, which is a traditional format of COD from its birth on. Now, that means one player from each major major franchise must be cut. It's amazing that they just celebrated World Championships on Sunday. Now it's Tuesday, and we have a restricted free agent that needs to be bought out and brought to another franchise. There's also so many franchises. They already have their four people. So it may be very hard for some of these restricted free agents to be picked up. Now, please give me your insight from the, the Rocket League side. And how do you think esports over the next five years and, and player uh, well-being will be taken care of? Oh, so 
I think especially with the changes that Rocket League has made in the last five months, I think that's going to allow them to have a strong next couple of years, if not five, at least three or four, three at the least, because of their decision to go free to play. It's going to give more people more access to this, and that could lead to more unknown, just genuine stars, you know? Sure. Like, you find people in the middle of nowhere, and you give these people a free game to play, you never know who you're going to find. Absolutely. But... Um, and then with the new format that they're doing with Rocket League, it does provide a lot more production to it, and it prov- I should say, you know, just more viewing privilege, so it does give more accessibility for people who, say, work on Saturdays, which is usually when the games were Saturdays or Sundays. It yeah. gives those people several different days of the week to watch Rocket League, so a lot more accessibility with that. Um, the prize pool going up with allowing more sponsors to come in and not being too corny about it anymore. Uh, there's always a running joke about brisk. It's like a wa- weird ass watermelon flavor that nobody liked, <laughs> but they sponsored rocket league. So they had to pretend to enjoy it. And someone, one of the casters made a bet with another and the losing caster had to chug one of them at the end of the season. It was so fucking funny. Oh boy. But Oh, where were we even going with that? I don't even, <laughs> I've already gone that far. Sure, let me let me get you back on the tracks here, Sam. Uh, uh, players being treated well, uh, contract uh, disputes, and and do you think uh, player well being will be better going in the future, or do you feel this is going to be more big organizations taking advantage of young talented kids? So, in regards to that, the big case was a little while ago with Scrub Killer, who was who's the young prodigy. He's I feel like the simple of Rocket League played from such a young age you know he played the pre-game or the prequel to the game which was supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars long ass name he played that when he was a child when he's like nine so he was grown up with this game um with rocket league being released in 2015 and the prequel game released on the ps2 i think in 2007 that might have been ps3 um he's literally grown with the game and he became a pro right at the youngest age available, won a world championship just like that. Wow. And as he, as he got big, he moved from his base team of Renault Vitality to Mouse. I don't know if I remember this, bear with me. And what ended up happening, we found out later, was Scrub Killer was put into a contract that did not favor him. It did not suit his needs. Um, and he was semi-forced into signing this contract that went against his you know, true belief in himself and his true value. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically midway through the season, he basically just posted a farewell to Mouse. And wow. um, no one knew what was going on at first. It was a couple of days later, they eventually, you know, Scrub at least, Scrub talked about it on a stream. Um, sure. And then Mouse commented and they just kind of let the thing die out. There's like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. wrong. We did it and move on. Um, other than that, you know, besides that, I mean, that's been the only pure incident of an org to a player kind of really ruining mm-hmm. that relationship and that, uh, that vibe. Um, there have been lots of cases of, you know, toxic players, toxic being towards teammates. One of the biggest names as of last few months has been Astral, who was on Dignitas with Violent Panda, that two-time world champ. Yep. And someone else who it's been a while and he ended up being kicked from the team just and they when they were 
talking about why. He just said he was so toxic to his teammates and just so disrespectful. He wasn't listening to calls. He was playing by himself. He just sure. didn't care. It was like, Selfish. That's, like, that's not how you're going to win. You know, you, it's a game of three versus three. And if you have one person out of that cycle, you're instantly down. Sure. Like you instantly lose that advantage. So they just couldn't build a chemistry with him. They let him go. Um, and he ended up finding his way, I think, to Ocean Esports, which is a much lesser known yet still pretty good Dark Horse team, kind of just coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But um, it just it redefined who, uh, how people viewed him, because just by watching his gameplay, he's got these absolutely insane yeah, yeah, play styles. It's just mm-hmm. so different. He can dribble past people. He can go off the ceiling and cancel flicks and get insane pinches from corners. It's like, you name it, he's got it. He's like, I, I don't I, I guess you could relate it to, what is it, Scream being known for his one-tops? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like that play style where just so flashy every time. So crisp, but, precise. Yeah. Um, other than that, the, uh, there's not much drama in Rocket League. So do you, do you feel like as a whole as esports, so all games combined, do you feel uh, organizations are going to continue to take advantage of young talent, or do you feel players are going to get more educated and, and start creating better wages, better benefits, better treatment from the organizations? So that's actually happened already a little bit, and there have been um, enforcements put in place where if a team tries to do that again, they may or may not be welcome back into their LCS team. So they've already kind of laid the laid the law down there. It's kind of like a you know this is what happens. You do it again, gone. Nothing's mm-hmm. happened since then. Um, overall, as a scene, it's uh, they're not. I don't see them taking advantage of anybody. I do see the scene continuing to grow. They recently, um, two seasons ago, included South America into the mix oh, wow. um, as a so you have South Holy America. Market. Yeah, South America, North America, Europe, and Oceania through Australia. And I think they're adding it. They added the fifth region um, as well near like Indonesia around that, around those parts. I don't know why, but um, add more people because why not? So they continue to grow. And, you know, I think us having this conversation now versus, you know, December 1st, after this game's been out for a little bit, um, to everybody. I think we're going to be saying some very, very different things, but at the same time, I think it's going to be reinforcing what we're saying here. Awesome. And I just, I see Rocket League going up. You know, it's just, a lot, I understand a lot of people say it's the same old bowling bland thing, but when you only have five minutes and it's that fast of a pace, yeah. people are just going to go for it. You know, it's so, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, well, Sam, thank you so much, man. Just your passion for the game. And I know our viewers uh, are definitely going to get a little more educated about it by listening to this. And I know I've personally learned a lot. And, you know, maybe I'm just going to have to download it on, on Steam and uh, and stream it a few times and give it a try. I'm sure, it'll be hot free. garbage, but it'll hey, still, it... still be fun at that. So it's everyone, everyone can. It's going to be free. I just want to thank you uh, for joining me. Uh, this is not easy, especially with all our technical difficulties tonight on my side, uh, making yourself available in your busy time uh, to help educate our listeners and our viewers on Twitch. So thank you so much, Sam, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. I appreciate it. You too, Bubs.